Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome one and welcome all, however comma. This here podcast is not for the faint at heart. Should at any time you feel uncomfortable in any way, go ahead and click that exit button on your screen and be abundantly blessed. (laughs) But for those of you who enjoy real conversations and would like to hear more, go ahead and hit that like and share button, okay? Don't haul all this good good for yourself. (laughs) Sharing is scaring. Bring someone else in on this really real and all thy realness podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to season two of Real as L. OMG, I am uber excited about this season because in order for me to be real as L, I have to keep it real as hell, okay? And in doing so, I have added a new segment to each episode called Ask Dr. J. And um, this particular episode, I am talking to my sister, Joy, Dr. J. And we are talking about um, some relationship stuff. So the question I have here is, I have been single for the past three years since my husband and I divorced. I have dated. However, I desire a committed relationship with someone who is worthy of the love I have to offer. Lately, I do not feel like I am even worthy of the cause. What is it that I can do to help me in this area so that I am not questioning my own self-worth? Yeah, I want to address that self-worth thing because I think any single woman who cares about herself has at some point needed to reevaluate her own self-worth, self-worth, try to figure out, am I enough? I've had that question. I've been divorced for eight years and I've asked myself that question a lot of times. I think the good thing about asking yourself that question is that you're willing to look in the mirror to see what it is about me that, because that's your initial question, right? Like, what is it about me that makes this person not want me? But in the process, you you have to find yourself. Like you find your own self-worth and you like being with yourself. I love, like once I figured that out, once I figured out that, yeah, of course it's easy to say I love myself, but do you like yourself? You know what I'm saying? I like me. I like spending time with me. I like knowing what I like to do, what movies I like to watch, what foods I like to eat, what kind of wine I like to drink. I never would have thought in a million years that I like Cabernet Sauvignon, you know, because it was an acquired taste. When you come to the realization that you have to like yourself, if you like yourself, that's when you realize, hey, I'm dope. And it don't matter who accepts it, who doesn't accept it, because the right person is not going to make you question your self-worth. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to they're gonna not necessarily validate you, but they're going to, I guess, contribute to how you, how you see right. yourself. You know what I mean? They're going to encourage the way you right. see yourself. Wow, that is so very true. I tell people all the time, especially um, my peers of women, listen, please love yourself, like yourself, learn how to like yourself first. Um, 
Because otherwise, when you get into that relationship that you desire, if you're not happy with yourself, you're never going to be happy with somebody else. And that's my two cents. <laughs> um. So next up, I want to introduce to you guys a very good friend of mine who hails from Charlotte, North Carolina by way of Rocky Mount. She's an alum from the illustrious Winston-Salem State University, Ram Pride. Ah. Um, <laughs> she's the author of one of my favorite reads right now, and it's called The Apology You Never Got. Please help me welcome Bridget Elise. Thank you for working with me on this, you know, late time. So it's a little later. Yeah, you're fine, honey. Listen, I'm just honored to have you on. It's I'm been honored to be forever. here. <laughs> I'm honored to be here. It's always a blessing to be in your presence, to speak with you, to, you know, just talk about it. So thank you. Thank you for having me. You're so sweet. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's been a minute since we actually had a chance to sit down and chat. Um, so tonight is it's just going to be a little casual. Um, we're going to chat about a few things. I'm, you know, I'm really excited to talk about the book, though. <laughs> I read the book twice and I'm like, really? I still want to go back and read it again because... Uh, and it's a lot of people that I run into who struggle with the same thing, Bridget. Like, it's so hard. Like, when you came out with it, I was like, duh. Like, why sit around waiting for an apology that you're probably never going to get? It's time to move forward and move on with your life so that you can have peace. And, and do what you were placed here on this earth to do. And that's something I've struggled with for ever <laughs> listen it's a daily thing because you know the enemy he'll try as soon as you think that you have you know arrived at that place finally you know he'll yeah. try to find somebody else or some other type of situation to try to like make you feel like you're back bound or like yeah you right. thought you thought you were good how about this you know so it's you know um a constant thing which obviously guys get he gets the glory because we're able to continue to, you know, go to him for, you know, to be our strength to do it. Cause it's not easy. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Honey, listen, easy. I don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> mm -mm, no, it's, it's so not. I mean, even to this day, you know, like I said, we're, we're tempted. And then, you know, even when the Bible says to, you know, to forgive and to love your enemies and, you know, to to bless them, wanting nothing in return. I mean, it's just like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm going to need you on this one because <laughs> I don't want to do none of that. You know what I mean? Like, they don't, I don't think they deserve any of my goodness. <laughs> okay, so let's rewind a little bit. Okay. So basically... I guess I want you to give everybody just a little background about your book, but also my question, my first question would be, how did the book come about? Um, is it something that, you know, you had to reflect way back when, like in your childhood, like right now I'm writing a book and I'm starting with my childhood and some things that, that kind of made me who I am today and I'm still right. learning. 
about who I am today. Right. And, um, you know, I, I found myself reflecting way back then and stuff like that. But um, and having to forgive people who never apologized, like, how did you come about writing the book? Well, first of all, congratulations on writing yours, okay? Because, <laughs> like, <Right? laughs> you know, it takes a lot of courage, you know, to to even want to do um, or to do. I mean, you want to do it if it's on yeah. your heart, obviously, but it takes a lot of courage, you know, um, willpower and everything to do it. So congratulations to you. Um, I know it's going to be amazing. Um, but as far as uh, what allowed me or led me more so, um, honestly, it was out of obedience. Like, seriously, like, like, when I say I've, I've journaled, you know, growing up as a child, I journaled too, you know, you know, we, dear God, dear Lord, dear Jesus, you know, get it all out. Like I was used to doing that. Um, all my life um and you know got the little stapler you know back in the day we didn't have everything that the kids have now and so you know that was a little thing i made my own little book thing with a little stapler and just like you know but um but yeah i mean honestly when the lord put it like when he was speaking to me like i want you to do this i fought with that thing so long like like so hard and because it's like you know when you've dealt with some things in private and you've gone through some things that even some things you're not proud of or some things that have changed you or affected you more so than anything. Um, you know, you don't really want to talk about that no more. You know what I mean? Once you're, you feel like you're done with it, you're done with it. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I, I, I really, I, I fought with it, but, um, I will say that when God wants his way, he wants his way. Um, and, when he is serious about what he wants you to do, like he's serious. Obedience is so important. And not that I was trying to be disobedient, but I felt God's foot on my neck. <laughs> like, okay. I feel the pressure. You yeah. know what? I, I like, it's one thing to not have peace because of the enemy and not to say that God wasn't trying to give me peace, but it was just like, I, I felt like I was delaying certain things in my life because of my disobedience. And I felt like, okay, I'm probably going through more than I need to be going through. I need to go ahead and do this. And so I just prayed to God to give me the strength to be vulnerable. Yeah. And to, you know, I mean, cause I'm like the biggest thing with enemy kept like, like putting in my ear was like, like you want the world in your business, you know, or like you really that want like, you know, tell everybody all your business, like, or they're going to judge you, you know, people are going to judge you, you know, like, or either sometimes, some days when I would finally get the courage, it'd be another thought, like, um, and then you would whisper and just say, um, you know, don't nobody care, you know, don't nobody care, like, don't nobody want to hear that, like, it's not going to do anything, it's not going to impact anybody, but at the end of the day, you know, when you stay in um, much prayer, the Lord will remind you, you know, yeah of your, of his why, not your why, but his why. So yeah. Right. Well, I for one am so glad that you were obedient. Oh, <laughs> uh -huh. God be the glory. Bless you. Yes. Yes. So, um, tell us a little bit about your family life. Um, I mean, you're married. How long have you guys been married now? So it just, we just came on eight years being married. Mm hmm on June the 1st and um but we I've been with him uh we started dating in 2010 
So yeah, yeah, it's been a little hot minute. <laughs> Amazing, beautiful children. Um, Bless you, so are yours. I'm still in awe, first of all, because this is Bridget Elise. Let me just say, okay? <laughs> girl, I am, girl, you call me Big Bridget. You know, I'm this little old me from little old Rocky Mount. I mean, I've watched you over the years. Um, we met briefly at the illustrious Winston-Salem State University. Yes, yes. <laughs> you. <laughs> and, um, you know, from there, I've watched you. You've done some things with, like, BT, and you've done some, um, a lot of public relations and media and stuff like that. So how did you go from there to where you are now? So, basically, long story short, like, okay, so growing up from a small town, like, I just, like, my grandmother, being raised by a single-parent mother, my grandma helped raise me, and she always made me feel like I could do anything. Like, I could do anything by her words, because, you know, words are very powerful. And um, I feel like if it was not for her words, like, when I would, you know, pretend like I was on stage and singing or pretend like, whatever, I had an imagination, you know, especially the country, you know, you, you oh. get bored and you find, you know, stuff to do. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, my grandma just made me feel like I, there was nothing that was, you know, um, impossible. And so even though she wasn't at the time, you know, a strong believer and she was going through things herself, but just her words really affected me in a, in a positive way. And, um, and so that was kind of how I, I feel like that seed was planted to feel like, okay, you know, hey, this is what I'm feeling like I'm capable of doing as I, you know, start to learn myself and what I like going to college. And I was like, okay, I'm going to pursue this. You know, I had family was like, you know what, you should pursue, you know, communications. You know, you you talk a lot. You talk a lot. <laughs> so that's kind of where that went. And, um, you know, having the gift of gab. And so I just pursued that. I did like, I, I, I love to sing too, but I felt like I needed to focus on one. And so I just focused on mass communications, radio and television. And, um, you know, me and a few other people that, um, you know, were in my major, we just, we both wanted, we, we didn't want to do the news thing though. You know, we just didn't feel newsy and we wanted to do something more. So that's when we ended up getting an internship with um, Biocom Networks and then, you know, I just hustled, hustle, hustle as an intern. And, you know, by the grace of God, you know, uh, I just continue to keep in contact with everyone I network with and end up getting a job right after college. Um, but as far as how working from BET um, to now, you know, back in North Carolina, because I went to DC to work for BET. Um, I worked for BET, honestly, for like eight years, right? Um, I got them eventually to let me work from home in North Carolina because I just missed home. Like it was just, you could take me to the city, but I need to be around my family. I need to be close to my family. I need to be able to go when I want to go. And I just was, you know, honestly, like for real, for real, like, you know, I, I, I always, since I was a little girl, my first dream before all that was to have a family. Like I wanted a family. I wanted what I did not have as far as a mom and a dad. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanted my kids to have a mom and a dad. And I just had this idea of what, you know, um, just have, just wanting to have love. Um, because I grew up, honestly, in a very dysfunctional house. 
dysfunctional, like very dysfunctional household with my step granddad at the time, um, you know, rest his soul. But he was pretty challenging man to live with. And I've seen my grandmother go through it. Okay. Go through it, honey. Um, dysfunctional on a whole nother level. So many levels. That's probably going to be another book when the Lord leads me. Um, but yeah, girl, um, I just basically, um, had my idea of what love was and I wanted that. And even while working and being a career driven, like just seeing, even in Maryland, DC, like the number of women to one man. And even if you go to Atlanta and it was just, you just think about it. I know how it was being single. Like it would depress me sometimes, but, but I knew. <laughs> Girl, I know. Like once I met my husband, cause that was a blind date first and last by our really? mutual friend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and our mutual friend went to West Elm State. Wow. Yes. And he actually grew up in church with her all his life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, she hit me up out the blue, okay? And was like, <laughs> I just really feel like y'all need to go on a date. And I was like, girl, I don't do blind dates. Like, you need to give me something more. And she was like, if nothing else, y'all can network. And I'm like, mm-mm. She wouldn't tell me what he looked like. Nothing. Nothing. She didn't give me nothing. And I, I said no, right? I said no, because I was like, uh-uh, like, I don't like that. Like, you need to tell me something. But she was like, if because we had the same major, right? And um, because he was in radio. And um, so I said, after three months, because it got real. And I was just like, you know what? This date and scene is for the birds. You know what? If anything, I can get a free meal. That's That was my mind. Like, I'm going to get a free meal. And, and if it don't work out, oh, well. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, we kind of just took it slow. Like, it was cool. I said, okay, you know, we'll we'll see how this goes. You know, Skype was out back then. So we would Skype sometimes and we would go on little dates. But yeah, girl, that's kind of how that went. But um, I always really wanted, once I felt like, okay, he seemed serious about me because I did give him a hard time. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it seemed too good to be true um, because I was so <laughs> used to dysfunctional relationships, mind you. Um but yeah, I, I was just like, you know what? I'm putting this first. Like, I don't care if I ever do another TV gig or, you know what I mean? Like, it's and then also being in television, it's like once I did a few award shows, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I've done a few. This is, it doesn't, it doesn't, like, I'm not on fire for this anymore. Like, this is not my passion anymore. Like, like. You know, like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, I just, like, this is more important to me. Well, that's good that you actually had that opportunity because, let me say, <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh, she's taking pictures of all these celebrities. Look at her. Oh, my, listen, like, I was still surprised myself. Like, I'm, like, serious because I was just surprised that God allowed me, honestly, to even do those things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I didn't have this, like, mentality of I didn't have no fear I was just like whatever let's do it let's do it let's do it you know I want to do it I'm single I ain't got nothing you know no ties like let's do it and I mean I didn't think about what if this doesn't happen or what if this doesn't go right I just wanted to do it I had the right people around me too you know what I mean oh that's always important. that was motivating well, wanted to do the same thing I'm so glad you said that I'm learning to let go 
of certain people, certain ties, certain relationships, friendships, even family members. You know, um, a lot of people don't want to talk about that, but <laughs> you know, you it's it's certain people that you have to surround yourself with in order to protect your mental, to protect mm. your spirituality. Um, yeah. And, and that's what I'm learning. I'm going through a healing process myself. Um, you know, I'm recently divorced. Um, even though my ex-husband and I, we are great co-parents. But it's still, it's like you said, it's not easy for a single woman, especially these days, you know. But um, having to surround yourself with certain people and to stay away from certain people. Um, in my healing process, I will feel guilty for healing for you know not reaching back out to people or calling people back or, yes you know things like that but yes it's really not trying to be ugly or anything like that it's just i'm i'm really in that space where i can't let anybody in my space yeah. it takes a lot of courage to do that too you know what i mean i'm because learning it's a mindset you know what i mean yeah, yeah it's absolutely a mindset it's such a mindset um, like seriously, like always feeling bad. And I, I have been there too, where you're constantly saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, um, or you're like, like you said, feeling guilty. Um, it is such a process, um, uh, especially when you're used to the familiar, you know what I mean? It's the familiar, like, you know, and it's hard, like it is but the thing about it is for me, like, I think that some things God had to like, he knew that if I didn't do it, it wouldn't get done. So it's like, he had to remove certain people from my life. And it was so hurtful because I mean, I knew I didn't do anything. Why are they all of a sudden judging me? You know what I'm saying? When this person used to be right. unconditional love for me, you know what I mean? And I was in likewise. And, um, it's just like, you know, um, I was, I was like wondering like, wow, but then God had, um, you know, uh, a woman God prophesied of me saying, you know, don't worry about the people who are no longer in your life. Like God removed them. And it was so, it was, it was like, it was so hurtful, obviously, but it was like a relief off of me because a lot of times you feel like sometimes it's you, you know what I mean? But when God confirms like, like where, like where I'm taking you, you you can't like bring them with you. You know what I'm saying? In order to fulfill my purpose in your life. Like, and it was like such a reminder of God's plan, God's purpose, God's time, and you know, God's way. You right. know what I mean? So yeah, girl, I get it. I get it. It's a bitter pill to swallow. Yes, God. <laughs> when you think about that in your relationship, because it's all about relationship, right? It's not right. about religion. When you think about that, because God, he created you for his purpose, for his intent. He created you for, you know, he, like, you could have been anybody who came up out of your mom, but no, he put you there. You know what I mean? Oh, and God. it's just like, and you're still here. Out of all you've been through, out of everything you've been through, you're still here. You still have your right mind. You know what I mean? Like, you're still able like out of all these things that are going on with the world, like you're still able to, you know what I mean? Breathe your breath of life and to be able to thank him, praise him and to, you know, have another day to, you know, do his will. Right. So that's a blessing in itself. And it's like, when you think about it like that, it makes it easier to say, okay, God, 
I'm gonna take this one day at a time. Right. You know this situation. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about it to you because you know this is about relationship. You knew this was gonna happen before it even happened. Right. What you want me to do about this? You know what I mean? Like, well, like, what's up with her? What's up with him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be petty, Lord. Like, I need you to speak to me because, yes. yeah, I'm not the only one to talk to God like that. Like, no. Like, seriously, like, that's a lot of my conversation. <laughs> I go in prayer when interceding is a different sound. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's a different realm. It's different. You know what I mean? When, you know, you are in his presence and everything. And um, But when day to day, hour to hour, Lord, Holy Spirit, yep. listen. <laughs> I know you just saw and I know you just heard what I just right. heard. Right. <laughs> girl. <laughs> that was me last week at work. Girl, I had my um what was I playing? I was playing Fred Hedman in my little uh my little office area. I was like, don't nobody bother me. Don't come in here. I'm like, God, I know you see this paper right. is going and I don't know the devil trying to make old charity come up and I'm trying to hold her back. <laughs> okay. Honey, but yeah, it's a process, girl. It's a process. It I mean, <laughs> even when I was working at BET, like I had to play gospel music at my desk, like seriously, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, you you might have saw the glam and stuff after, but like you know, the behind the scene and the different stuff and the different shade and the, the spirits. I mean, in entertainment, girl. Mm, yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Girl. Yeah, to be careful of who's in my environment and what I choose to listen to. Like you said, unapologetically, you know, not caring. Like you know, okay, if you don't feel led to pacify whoever, it's okay. It's okay. Like ask God to help help you to be able to like if you need to talk to them or when to talk to them because some, God knows. Holy Spirit will help us to speak to people or individuals, or if it's even necessary to speak to them. Right, right. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's like, your peace is everything. You know, God knows your heart. And, you know, of course he wants us to love people and to love those, um, you know, that we care about. Um, but there's a, a time and a season for everything. Absolutely absolutely like and then with that peace honey listen when you lose your mind just about and you lose all the peace and you finally get it back honey mm. <laughs> i would do whatever it takes to protect it to guard it and like i said i'm not trying to be ugly i'm not trying to be dismissive of anybody's feelings or anything like that but i mean sometimes but right now i have to guard chair guard your heart you guard your heart and the bible says that you know what i mean the bible says that to guard your heart you know um and like honestly when people especially when people don't know the hell you're going through especially people don't know the hell you went through when people don't know they don't know and it don't even matter because they don't even know like how it took all of god to keep you here and have to take yourself out you know what i'm saying like it oh. took all of god for you know what I mean like 
you not to go crazy and go to jail. It took all of God, you know, like seriously, the God in you, all of him, you know, and um, his mercy and his grace, you know? Um, so listen, like I get it. I mean, when you think, when I think about that, like, I'm just like, people have no clue. And also know that, um, like, even though we don't talk every day, um, you know, but girl, you are my girl, you are my sister in Christ. Like, I love you. And anytime you need to have someone pray for you, you let me know whether it's a call, a text, you know what I'm saying? Because you may not even have the, you know, sometimes we don't have the the strength we can't find our strength at that time um yeah. to even reach out but if you can just grab your phone and you can send a quick text you know what i'm saying like girl i will go and bombard the throne of god for you so quickly okay and or see like because it is you know it's not easy every day sometimes thinking about the unfairness or thinking about you know what i mean um you know, things that have happened um, that bring us anger. You know, sometimes the enemy tries to put us in that that moment and granted, we're gonna come out because we are victorious, we're more than a conqueror. You know, when, you, when we are there, it is important that we have those who know how to pray, to pray for us. Because the Bible says in James that we can confess our sins to one another so that we can pray for one another so that we can be healed. Or anytime you just want to get it out, talk, vent, you know what I mean? Like whatever you're feeling led to do, I am always here. Like never feel like I will judge you because I am far from anyone who can judge anyone about anything. Now I'm gonna keep it real with you as long as you are ready. <laughs> <laughs> for the realness and I expect the same but that's the only way that you can minister to people we can bless each other because of our transparency you know what right. I mean right absolutely and and I know that you know like I said, it's been oh my god it's been forever since we talked it's, it's been even longer since we've seen each other face to face but I still feel that connection and I do deem you as my sister as well and I love you I appreciate you so much you have I love no you too I love you too girl seriously I mean when we have a sister in Christ um a real sister in Christ you know we we gotta keep we gotta stay close you know we gotta stay close I'm so glad we had this time to catch up a little bit and me too me too we're long overdue long overdue once again, ladies and gentlemen, that was Bridget Elise. If you have not done so, please go ahead and get that book. <laughs> She's the author of The Apology You Never Got. It will bless your soul. It will bless your mind. It will bless your life, honey. <laughs> go ahead and get that. And thank you again for coming on and um, just hanging out with us. And I am excited about what is to come. You guys take care.